What's up, nerds and dweebs? You're listening to Dark Weave with your hosts, Cody Ziegler and Brody Reed. What's up, Cody? Yo, I am good. Uh, I am currently recording in North Carolina, where I've been for the past month, and I have never played so much Switch in my entire life. Dude, it's been going crazy. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't think we've talked since before the election, um, mm-hmm. right? And I right. have been deep diving into video games again not that i ever oh, wow. watched but like yeah <laughs> definitely feeling like a angsty teenager again playing Persona oh boy and what do you what, what are you playing um let's see i'm playing i'm playing king of fighters um, oh wow I'm okay Persona. Yeah. i'm playing um samurai showdown <laughs> like, oh dude i uh I, I got that on the ps4 not too long ago oh really yeah yeah i uh I'm terrible at it though. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at all of them. I put it on the easiest setting, um, mm-hmm. and then I just like try to like beat it with every character that I care about, and then that's when I'm like completed yeah. the game. Like I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've uh, I've been playing Hades. Have you played that before? Oh yeah, that's right. You just beat it. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it it's one project that had the hardest game I've ever played uh, on the Switch. Or maybe I'm just old. I'm not sure which one it is, though. It, I mean, it, I saw that you it beat it in 40 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah people have been playing Katie so much that um, our friend Steve Hernandez um, got, just bought a Switch like yesterday. <laughs> so congrats. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Yeah, congrats, King. Um, so before we move too far on, um, we I want to introduce our de- guest who has been on the show before. Um, good friend of ours, and uh, definitely we text about random video games and anime pretty often. <laughs> um, welcome, Daniel Baron. Welcome Am back. Right? Yeah, well, actually, it's Baron, but, but but I actually just uh, anglicize the R's because even I'm not so good at rolling the R's. So <laughs> yeah, I actually, I got I was in a tongue accident when I was a kid, and I can't roll my R's. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, I, re- I still support. You. I rolled way too hard, and I pulled my tongue. <laughs> yeah, you broke your tongue. Daniel, what have you been up to in the last like month? Have you what have you been indulging in? Uh, well, I mean, this entire I, first of all, like I've never been this passionately in love with video games in my life, except for, <laughs> me, except for maybe high school. Yeah. Uh, so I've I've been getting some new stuff, but also, you know, it's very easy when sales happen on like the PSN for you to just load up on games. Totally. So I'll get around. Yeah, I'll totally. get around to it. And so I, I've like, as much as I'm tempted by Black Friday sales, I think the last thing I need is more games. Like, yeah, so, like, you know, I, I've been trying working my way through. I beat all of Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I thought oh, was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I love that game. Um, I was shocked that like it took me like 45 hours to beat it. And that's almost as long as the original game. I know it's uh, I was I'm <laughs> so curious to see how this how part two or three are going to be like what the length and what they're going to cover i mean yeah they, they've established now that it's going to be a, an alternate continuity so they don't have to mm-hmm. follow it beat for beat not, that they, yeah. not but, and i don't understand why they needed to give themselves that permission because it's not a beat for beat remake already yeah exactly uh, i mean yeah. there are times when it kind of reminded me of the the peter jackson hobbit movies where it's like we took a 300 page book and blew it up into three <laughs> three hour movies yeah. so we really need to pad things out and have like a dinner scene in real time and sometimes yeah. it feels like that with final fantasy like this is just padding like this doesn't tell us more about the characters but overall i mean i really yeah i feel like yeah there are many times where it felt like it was what the developers wished it could have been back in 1997 yeah 100 percent. you think uh, so 
Uh, I mean, I, I'm emotional, emotionally. I mean, I think there are times, for like, sure. for instance, you know, it's where it's like Cloud and Aerith, like, getting to know each other, walking on the rooftops, and then soundtrack swelling. Like, this has, like, the swooning romance that maybe they were hoping mm. they were, you were going to get when you played it 97, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I liked a lot of that game, except for, like, the ghosts that were just like, oh, we hate that we're in a remake or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once well, it, it is weird that they made it, like, about the fact that it's a remake. And it's also weird that they need to have a plot justification in every moment for why there are monsters running around. Like, generally in JRPGs, it's right. like, you get into random battles with monsters because that's just the nature of Yeah, games. that's the world. But, like, but they, they have to explain, oh, well, there is a haunting here at this train yard, and that's where there are ghosts, <laughs> and you need to help these ghosts find peace. Yeah. I, uh, I will say the thing that uh, I, uh, I love the small detail. I, I was speaking about, like, sort of fulfilling the vision. Like, I did love that you can, like, each sector of the slums felt like its own unique place, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I definitely enjoyed being able to explore to explore Eris, um, uh, section with like the kids and like the school and like you can sneak behind that one building like the kids are all playing with like giant wooden broadswords like clouds like it was very fun and like very cute moments like that that made me really appreciate uh, the Final Fantasy remake. Well, it has a very lived-in feel, and also leading up to its release, I was thinking, yes, I thought this was a great, powerful story when I was twelve, but like yeah. I know I know better now, and I think <laughs> I wondered if me. Me and everyone else who was that same age level when it came out, we're going to realize, oh, this is actually corny bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. I, I do feel like I do feel like the quality of the writing and acting and storytelling makes it still able to be something that genuinely entertains me as an adult. So I'm thankful oh, yeah. for that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Are you are you watching anything right now? Have you been watching anything in the past month or so? Uh, I mean, I've well, I've been playing a lot of video games and I've been watching a lot of animation. Oh hell yeah! What do you so, watch? Well, back in March, I finally got around to season three of Castlevania, which is oh, a show nice. I've really been liking. Yeah, yeah. Same Did you guys same. watch that? Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a huge Castlevania fan. I haven't watched the last season, but I do like it. Yeah. Yeah, I was a, I was a big fan of the games. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the games, too. I'm a big fan of the games, too. And uh, the first season was four episodes, and I think it was actually just like an OVA that got chopped up and sold to Netflix. And so they made it. <laughs> So they yeah. made it into, oh, it's four episodes, even though it was originally just like a two-hour proof of concept. Yeah. And so it's kind of, like I liked that, but I, it's hard to get too excited because you can barely begin to get going. Yeah, and in yeah. season two, season two, I was I remember getting to the end of that and thinking, oh man, I can't wait, I can't wait for season three. And then I felt that way at the end of season three. I think it's really, I mean, it's written by Warren Ellis, who yeah, yeah, of her is actually pretty on the internet. It's kind of problematic. I haven't really looked mm-hmm. into that. So oh, really. Yeah, yeah, I know he's um, a comic book guy, right? Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he wrote he wrote one uh, Transmetropolitan and one of my favorite comics that was very short lived called Fell. Oh that, yeah, right, yeah. That, it, yeah. It ran in the in the late aughts, and it was about a detective who was, for reasons you never found out, was exiled to this city that's almost like a metropolis version of Silent Hill. Mm. Like it's like a cool. it's a bit it's a big city, but everything's shrouded in fog, and it looks deserted and creepy. Oh, and it's cool. about him solving solving like seven type twisted crimes and it had a macabre sense of humor and only lasted nine issues mm. um and it looks like it'll never get picked up again but like i really enjoyed that so i don't think he played the games but he's able to you still use a lot of the lore and yeah the iconography yeah and, and, and a story in a story that that works and um i don't know i've talked to people who have no familiarity with the games who really like it so i think that's a pretty big endorsement yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a fun show, um, especially because uh, I know it's American made. It's not 
you know, it's American animation. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like, like really av- it's like it. Avatar in that anime style. You yeah, know? yeah, they, yeah. It's a good show. I, I highly recommend. Um, I highly recommend to anyone who's listening to this show. You should so probably do an episode on it. Yeah. Yeah, there's th- th- absolutely, absolutely, and there's three actually that I've been. So there's that. There's Harley Quinn. Great show. I love it so I, much. I, I love it. It's so it's funny. So good. Yeah. And it's and especially since the Venture Brothers was unceremoniously axed before it could finish <laughs> this this yeah. really feels like it uh fills that hole for me. Yeah, I uh, I placed there's like what two seasons out, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. HBO and a, th- a third one and a third one was Greenland. Yeah. Oh great. Yeah. I, I blazed through it in like a week and a half. And uh they my only the only thing that sort of put me off from the show is they Definitely let you know that it is M rated because they they I feel like they almost curse a little bit too much on the show, but like yeah. I'll, I'll take it. It's a, it's a fun show. Yeah, Bernie's here for the cursing. <laughs> it's really they go good. hard. They go so hard in the gore too. Yeah, yeah. They uh they definitely don't skip on. I'm letting you know that it's, it's M rated. Um, that's it, that's that's uh that's a uh, I'm excited for season three of that. I love how uh, DC is okay with taking the piss out of himself, like. Harley yeah. Quinn is, is so dis is so hilarious and disrespectful of DC lore, but in, like the same <laughs> is true. Teen Titans go to the movie, same yeah. thing, and like the Lego yeah. Batman movie. And like, God, I just wish Marvel would allow themselves to do something that silly and lowbrow with their characters. Yeah, Some of yeah. the most brutal things I've seen in DC are in that Teen Titans movie. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the joke of the joke about fixing the timeline so Bruce Parents is Bruce Wayne's parents die again was so fucking funny. <laughs> I need to which watch that. Pu- which is a pushing them into the alley and you hear gunshots and screaming. Oh shit, that's uh, what's the, which which movie was oh, this? Yeah. Which Teen Titans? Teen, Teen Titans go to the movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. I gotta so watch Rob, that. So Robin goes through. I mean, I'm ruining a joke, but he goes. He fix. He goes through time and fixes a timeline, and then needs to unfix things and make things back to the way they were. So it shows him like. Putting like a uh, plastic soda can wrapper around a Aqu- baby Aquaman who sinks to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like destroy Krypton. Like it's, yeah. they really go there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I gotta watch that. Um, I've uh, I've been watching. A, I mean, I'm a huge fan of this to begin with, but like I've been really digging season two of The Mandalorian. It's 100 the type of shit that I want to watch on TV. I like that there's hardly any story. I like that he just walks into town with the baby. He does his old his Western samurai shit and scoots onto the next episode. Like it it's one hundred percent the type of TV that I want right now. Like I don't care about huge overarching, you know, multi level stories, multi seasonal stories. I like that he's just like it's like a video game. He's just going from left to right to get to the castle. And like I one hundred percent I'm one hundred percent with that type of storytelling right now. Really reminds me a lot of uh, what I loved most about Samurai Jack. Yeah, totally. I, I that reminds me. I need to play that new uh, Samurai Jack video game. But I have been watching The Mandalorian. I think I've watched only like two episodes of the season because, mm-hmm. uh, as the viewers might know, I've been watching it on your Disney Plus, so I have to like <laughs> rewind that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get around to it eventually yeah. for sure. But Brody, do you want it to be episodic, or do you want it to be have a, a long serialized story? Um, it's kind of perfect, right? What it is for me, because I I do I agree. like yeah, I agree. um I I like o- overarching things, but only if they're kind of li- if they don't like take up a, a bunch of space. Because yeah. um like the way that the Mandalorian storytelling works with just like these kind of like vignette kind of like mini movies, like definitely mm-hmm. um 
works for me. Like even if they go back to Tatooine and I'm just like, okay, more Tatooine shit. I'm just like, this is fine. (laughs) I like it. I like the cool speeder banter and I, um, you know, I like Timothy Oliphant, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I watch a whole series of him just being a space sheriff. Like that's 100%. Like it's, it's crazy. Uh, It's not crazy. It's, it's so interesting to me that, you know, everyone talks about like, what is a Star Wars movie? What is a Star Wars film? Blah, blah, blah. It's all open to interpretation, but like. Yeah. And the only people who seem to know are like young, straight white male. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how it worked out. <laughs> it worked out that way. But honestly, this to me feels like the most Star Wars because like it has, it's like interesting. Like it's, it's still a mystery as far as like no one, not everybody has a lightsaber. Not everyone can like, you know, move mountains with their minds. It's like just a bunch of mm-hmm. weird aliens that are like hanging out and doing things like. I could watch 500 episodes of a frog lady and her frog husband hopping around in an ice in an ice cave. Like that's one like that is so much more interesting yeah. to me than like another Death Star getting blown up by Tie Fighters or X Wings, rather. Yeah, I truly uh, think Star Wars is uh, so much more interesting the less that they have lightsabers in it. And I say yeah. that as someone who was literally like fascinated with lightsabers for like many years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone who is still currently fascinated with lightsabers. No, I, I yeah. love the I love the attention to like the kind of workaday routines of like blue collar workers. Like I like mm-hmm. a little I, I like showing people like giving a, a toothbrush to or to brushing a bantha's teeth. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Little things, weird that, little details. Yeah, yeah. Things that show just what 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 the mundane life is like in Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> if it shows up on their Wikipedia page, like the Wikipedia, yeah. like really deep into the hints, like that's yeah. the kind of shit I like for sure. Bent the teeth, teeth cleansing, so it's got its five hundred five hundred page links on Wikipedia. Yeah, exactly. I think the other thing that I've been into mm-hmm. recently post Halloween is um, I've been kind of into horror games, which is something I've oh. never really dipped my toes into. I've yeah, been playing yeah. um, Resident Evil 2, which I've had. Apparently, I've had it on Steam for like months and just oh. like did not ever play it because <laughs> I bought it on sale. And it's too is, scary. Is this the is this the original or is this the, the... this is the remake? Have oh, you played dude. it? I, I did the demo and I loved it. That was I was completely terrified though uh i i i i love horror stuff but i have to admit that i i am not a guy that can play horror games and not absolutely freak out while i'm playing them like i i uh also got the down the uh the demo for nemesis they did a remake of nemesis not too long ago mm-hmm. and uh-huh. i was absolutely terrified playing that as well like i i know i'm going to play it i know i'm going to beat it but i do not have a fun time while i'm actually playing <laughs> Yeah, other yeah. Two, Nemesis uh-huh. is actually the the easier and less scary one to get. I would say. Oh, really? Makes well because halfway through Resident Evil Two, Mister X starts following you, and he just he's it's randomized where you you can be in the middle of solving puzzles, and he'll you'll just hear these telltale like stomping footsteps, and you need to like start hightailing it out of there. Whereas <laughs> in Nemesis, the, all the times you encounter him are scripted, so it's never going to yeah. mess up with anything you're actually doing. Mm-hmm. and it, it's more of an action-oriented game so you have more ammo in it but that is you true. know if you're a total wuss you just shouldn't mess with that series period <laughs> yeah i'll say one of my favorite favorite youtube videos for a short moment there were people putting dmx's x going to give it to you over resident evil 2 yeah. playthroughs <laughs> whenever mr x would show up highly recommend very funny it's exactly what i like the exact type of comedy that i like to see uh, i i got a game called soma on steam that i haven't played yet What's what that? is that 
it, it's a game from the makers of Amnesia, I think. Mm. And oh, it's, uh-huh. it takes place. It's kind of like Bioshock as well. You're in an underwater lab and like you oh, wake wow. up and like everyone's dead and there are monsters there and like there are robots, but like that have like they're programmed to think they're human beings trapped in there. And um, what's it called? Soma? Soma, S O M A. And I got it for $2.99. I think it's actually still going that sale um, on the PSN, but. Uh, you know, it's another one of those games where, like, you can only run and hide. There's no combat in it. So. Oh, wow. That's, did, did either one of you play Alien Isolation by chance? I almost got that because I'm such a big Alien fan, but it I seems didn't. too scary. I know that you're a huge Alien fan. Oh, I'm man. a huge Alien fan, but it got it got kind of mixed reviews. And also, I was like, that looks a little too scary for me. <laughs> yeah. But, I, there, there, but there have been so many bad Alien games, and it seems like this is one that really respects the universe. And Yeah, I heard it was I heard it was great. Like, I watched a couple of playthroughs, and uh, it looked great. But I also, again, I am a huge wuss, and I know that I would only be able to play, like, 30 minutes at a time without you know, terrifying myself. Uh, have you guys seen a show called primal? Oh, no. dude. Yes. It's so, it's so good. It's yeah. uh, I want, I, I watched that on HBO max this year. Go on. Oh yeah. I was going to say for, it's a, uh, a Gentry Tartic guy, whatever his name is. He, he's the guy that created Dexter, Dexter's lab back in the nineties, but uh, it's like, it's Samurai Jack, yeah. yeah, it's like, uh, it's like this, and first of all, let me let me calm down. I, I love the series. I uh, actually bought the first season on Amazon Prime because I was so stoked for it. But it's like this limited series that came out on uh, Cartoon Network Adult Swim, and uh, it's it's again, it's all it sort of has that same vibe as uh as the Mandalorian or Samurai Jack, where it's really just like it's a caveman and his T Rex, his pet T Rex, and they just go on. They have a task to do each episode, and like that's all that they focus on. It's not like a big overarching subplot. Uh, no one speaks <laughs> in in it at all, like because they you know, they don't have English, so it's like it's just all about the vibe. And uh, yeah, I, I I've been digging it so much. But what were you saying, Daniel? What, what were your thoughts on it? No, I mean like the dialogue. It's it just shows that Gendy Tartakovsky is a master of visual storytelling. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing but grunts and roars for the dialogue for every mm-hmm. single episode. Um, but you know, you really. I think they're able to really sell that bond between the caveman and the dinosaur and it has just incredible gore in it. And yeah. I mean, I, I, rem- I remember just like my jaw was on the floor, like, cause there have been five episodes released so far, mm-hmm. so far and that are available on HBO max. I remember episode five, like my jaw was on the floor the entire time. <laughs> no, no, I think Brody's going to love it. Yeah. The, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's great, man. They, they really, he does some, they, the whole team does some really great stuff. Like I'm um, talking about just the idea of, um, rising and falling action there's one episode that's so beautiful it's like it starts out with uh it's like episode maybe five or six or whatever but it's like uh the caveman and the dinosaur you know they they come across this like serene lake and like the caveman is like swimming in it and diving and trying to catch fish and like the dinosaur is just like sunbathing on a rock and it's just like so serene and peaceful and like you spend like five six seven minutes of like just watching them like relax and like watching the caveman swim through like the Mm -hmm. the water and like this underground cave it's 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 so great man it's it's some really interesting animation and like i i'm happy to see more of it like i i wish that more um western um um production companies would sort of take these type of chances on these type of like uh animation as opposed to just like you know rick not rick and morty but you know traditional like cartoon network type of of just like comedic cal um, comedic uh mm-hmm. cartoons yeah cal art style as, as opposed to like taking more artistic risk and making something that's a little bit more mature that's not just you know 
comedically mature that's just thematically and and artistically artistically directed in a more mature manner like i'm i'm hoping this will like start a a boom because i'm i really i really really do enjoy this series i mean that is one of the good things about the pandemic is you know a pivot to animation for a lot of streaming services so i think we will see a lot more a lot more mature animation it also might be a generational thing because you know I think for the longest time, animation was either accepted as a kid's thing or like an adult comedy like The Simpsons or Family Guy, like in prime time. Mm-hmm. And anything in between was just uh, – there just wasn't a taste for it in the culture. And that's why like, I always supported in the theaters and rooted for adult-oriented live-action movies, even if I didn't like them, like yeah. Beowulf or Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Yeah. Those, are still try- those are still trying to expand the cultural palette and the, like, the masses rejected it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I love um, certain uh, 3D um, like uh, animes as well, too. Uh, one that I recently went back and I rewatched because I just like it so much is Land of the Lustrous. Have you guys ever heard of Land of the Lustrous? No, what is that? No. It's this very trippy. It's on. It's on Amazon. I actually watched it on your Amazon, Cody. So <laughs> you could go ahead. Oh yeah. But um, it's this kind of trippy show um, where, like, there's this like island in the sky or something, mm-hmm. and um, the the beings who live on it are, are like all. They're all like made. They're they. First of all, they live forever. They're all like made of gemstones or something. Oh shit! Um, and they basically they're like patrolling and like fighting these um these cloud monsters that like invade their island like every other day or something. What's it called um, again? And it's called Land of the Lustrous. Mm. Um, it's hard to describe because there's like not really a lot of things <coughs> that are even like like it. Like I can't yeah. say. Like it's like a Naruto clone or something like that because it's mm-hmm. just like so um, different than that. Yeah. Um, but um, it's 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 all 3D for the most part, I think, and it's pretty beautiful. It's pretty expressive. Like it's the first time I've watched like an anime completely in 3D, where mm-hmm. I wasn't wishing that I was in 2D instead. <laughs> um, Thank God. There's a lot of cool things. That's happening. why I've been watching. That's why I haven't watched Berserk. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, don't talk about shit around Cody. Cody loves Berserk. <laughs> I, I mean the the new the new one. I mean yeah the uh, the the new one. It's 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 a uh, I it I can't. It's hard for me to watch it. Like I oh really? I remember watching the I uh, I just still it's like the 3D animation is it's still a hard thing for me to get to get past um right like i mean also maybe i'm biased just because i grew up watching the original 2d animated um berserk uh yeah yeah i watched the i think all three movies i heard the new one was trash i didn't enjoy it that much but again i think it's because i couldn't get past the animation style like anytime that i start an anime and it's in that 3d style i get i almost immediately turn it off just because i find it so off-putting (laughs) <laughs> that's completely fair but actually um i will say one actually well this is i guess just cgi completely cgi anime is a. Uh, did anyone watch gantz zero has anyone watched that um yeah i love gantz uh or whatever however yeah. you pronounce yeah. it gantz. um yeah i'm not you say you say gantz i'd say gantz potato yeah potato. Some... <laughs> um, i'm gonna start saying potato because literally no one says potato <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um I, I will say um uh-huh I love that. I, I that's probably one of my, f- actually probably one of my favorite animated movies I've seen in a while. And also, it, it's also a terrifying. Uh, I think it's a pretty good horror movie as well. Have you read the manga or seen the show or anything? 
I've watched a couple of episodes and I've read like bits of the manga. Um, oh. It seemed uh, it seemed fun and and goofy in a way that only that type of fun and goofy. Story could be, but I didn't want to. Yeah, it's like kids get kids get sucked into some weird alien spear and fight off like different types of aliens. It seems very goofy. Uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, I, but no, I didn't want to commit to having to read. I, I can understand that. Do you read it pretty? Have you um, read all? Of it? I have read extensively back when you could just like easily find um, like manga for free on the internet and stuff. It's become a little yeah. bit harder since. I'm sure you could find it, but um, very rewarding read for me, um, just because it was so dark. And it's one of the few mangas that I read where like a page flip will like shock me like several times. Um, it's by yeah, the yeah. same person mm-hmm. who wrote uh, Terror from Mars, um, which I did like a lot. Oh, um, but it's way better than Terror from I think Mars. I watched the to be first honest. season of Terror from yeah. Mars, and it was honestly that's, that's really the bug all one, you right? need to they watch like... is the first season. That is the bug one. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, yeah, it's insane. It's a good show. It's it's that whole show you can tell is is trying to be what Gantz is, um, which is yeah. only a compliment to to Gantz was just just like <laughs> like it, it, it it's the setup of people um fighting against like a terrifying like demon force that's invading but like the people who mm-hmm. um are granted those like weapons and powers and stuff just like don't want to do it and just like die <laughs> like constantly all the time yeah. and it's really cool I'm unfamiliar with Gantz, but I understand it's kind of like Battle Royale in a way. A little bit, yeah. It kind of predates that whole Battle Royale yeah, craze. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's that old? It's, 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 I mean, the Battle Royale craze in terms of like, like video games and stuff isn't, hasn't mm-hmm. been around for like that much longer. Like if we're going back to like um, Hunger Games and like Battle Royale, the movie and stuff like that, it's definitely post Battle Royale. Um, the movie, but in a way, it's 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 not Hunger Games. So, <laughs> I will say the uh, the the only manga I've been consistently reading has been, and I bring it up almost every episode, is the Dragon Ball Super manga because it is so good, it's so fun, and it's everything that like I think the show <clears throat> or the Dragon Ball Super animated show probably I think tried to lean into. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit late in the series where it's just like it's expanding on stuff that we've already like known about the series because it's been out forever and like doing fun fan service and doing what i think frankly is just like smart writing where like you know uh, you know if we're talking just like character development wise goku is the main character that uh, that show but he has not changed in at all since his inception into the series so like at this point everyone knows what he's going to do he knows when he let the bad guy go and everyone's going to yell at him and like I like that they sort of like they comment on that in this series where like, yeah, Goku lets the bad guy get away and then immediately everyone gets fucked over and they're like, why do you keep doing this? And like he has to answer <laughs> for why he does that. And like he's finally like, I'm just actually going to fight. And like I'm not going to like try to be nice to this guy. I'm going to actually fight. And like I like the way that they're like they're letting people like get some action that they haven't seen in a while. Like basically anyone who's not Vegeta or Goku no. doesn't get to fight that much. But in the actual in this manga, they let them get their moments to shine. And like you realize you you, you do forget that like. Even like the weakest person on the sh- on the show Yamcha could like <laughs> blow up a planet, so like it makes sense that like they could like fight these like middle dudes. I don't know. It's it's a uh, it's it's fulfilling. It's scratching the the thirteen year old anime yeah. itch that Is I still need going to scratch on? so badly. 
Yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a week. It's a monthly. It's uh, I just watched read the new issue, oh, but it's not it's ago. not written by Toriyama. So it's a, it's basically yeah. like fan service. It's people who probably grew up on it who are right. It's like, well, what if this happened? Or what if we brought attention back to these characters? Or what if we hung a lampshade on <laughs> Goku being a negligent piece of shit? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fun. Like it, it's it's uh, I I hope that they end up doing another. Dude. Dragon Ball Z movie. I would love to see another another Dragon Ball Z series, but like Broly was like. Do you know uh, if, if some it's of the true best that Dragon Ball Super exists because of the live action movie? I that, like, don't I, know. I thought I, heard, I read somewhere that Toriyama was so pissed off about that. He's like, you know what? <laughs> Fine, I'm gonna get, like set this up and give this project my blessing and make sure that never happens to my characters again. I mean, it'd be kind of weird if you waited like 10 years to do it. <laughs> like you got around to watching the movie like super late. <laughs> never again. Yeah. That makes it that everyone should be thankful for it in, in retrospect. Yeah. He's like, what's the way that I can print money and also make, make a comment on this terrible movie. I'm going to make It'd be so funny if they made a sequel to that movie. That movie (laughs) seemed like we have the rights and we're about to lose it, so we need to pump something out fast. Man. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like I'm a huge Dragon Ball stand, and I even I never I've never seen that movie. Like I've never I don't know what happens in it. I don't know. All I know is that Goku is in high school. That's all that I know about it. I haven't even bothered to watch it ironically or as like visual wallpaper, Mm -hmm. like folding laundry. And I've and I've watched some pretty bad movies in that context. Yeah, it was way too early for them to try to do any kind of live action anime um, movie. Like, I would say, honestly, like now is finally the time where I could even imagine there being a live action uh, Dragon Ball Z movie and it being like pretty good. Because like when I watch like um, superhero movies with like Superman or something like this, I'm like, basically, Superman is Dragon Ball Z for America. Like that's like the closest thing I can. Yeah. Uh, that was my I uh, I mean I'm sure I know everyone's thoughts but like that's when I was watching those first DC movies the uh, Man of Steel and all that stuff like the only my only takeaway was like man this would be so much cooler if that was Vegeta instead of Scream. Yeah, I was watching um like a very like a short yeah. clip from um I think an animated movie or I think it was a uh, an animated DC movie because um their studio keeps like churning out stuff. But it was just a Superman, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Superwoman against Darkseid. I don't know if you guys saw that clip, but it's just like the oh, whole dope. time I was watching, I was like, this is literally Dragon Ball Z and I'm here for it. It's dope. Oh, is that the one where they're on like a farm fighting? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. That movie's dope. I saw a clip from the uh, current Ninja Turtles incarnation that's running on Nickelodeon. Like this anime, this animation is fucking oh, awesome. Yeah. It looks very deep. It looks very DBZ inspired. Yeah. And like, you know, I know nostalgia will always tell like millennials and Gen Xers who grew up with the turtles, like the original was the best, but this seems so much better than what I grew up with. Yeah. I don't think that um, show is currently running anymore. Um, I think maybe it was just like too expensive to make, but I can't overstate that um, it truly like every once a week, I would see someone post on Twitter, just a random scene from a random episode. And it was like the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Like every frame of that show is is bonkers yeah. crazy like it should be a way bigger deal yeah it was a uh, I, I, former guest of the show jeff tremel uh worked on that show i think pretty brief i think he wrote an episode but like i that's how i found it, is that he shared a clip of like this ridiculous action scene of like all the the turtles fighting and you're like i feel like i was watching yeah. like, an episode of like hunter hunter or or, or naruto i'm like i didn't know they were doing this type of animation for kids show. like this is it was some of the sickest shit i've ever seen whoever like 
was behind running that show it's just like here's who i want <laughs> um somehow nickelodeon had the money to just like have him do it because it's crazy like literally any clip from that show and i haven't even watched a full episode of it like i am a i'm a traitor to the turtle i'm getting so horned up i want to go on youtube right after this yeah i know yeah 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 and daniel's completely right the original turtles does not hold up at all like that show was barely animated. Wow. How could you? How dare you? They had, they animated the hell out of that pizza, dude. <laughs> yeah. The intro was great. Like the, I've right. been, like the intro kills it, but like watching like the actual thing, you're just like, with what the is theme, this? With the iconic theme on? song written by Chuck Lorre. Yeah. And sung yeah. by, what's his name? <laughs> Daryl Jones. Uh, James Earl Jones, isn't it? <laughs> James Earl Jones didn't say. He did <laughs> no, something <laughs> with the turtle. I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're talking about. Um, Uncle Phil does the voice of Shredder. Mm, okay. The guy that played Uncle Phil in in, in the Fresh Prince did okay. the voice of Shredder. But that is very fun. Like I, I so wish that James. Maybe I mean maybe he did. Who knows? But that's very funny. I wish yeah, I guess. I, oh, you know what? I'm thinking of Transformers. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that him and Orson Welles are two people who you wouldn't expect to show up <laughs> in Transformers, <laughs> but someone needed to check. Yeah, exactly. I guess Orson needed to check. Are are you? What's the what's the what's the room's temperature on uh, the Transformers? Like, what are you guys? Do you have any uh, thoughts or give any? You, you any know, I think the the incarnation that I probably have the most familiarity with is Beast Wars. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, same here. But I, I didn't really grow up with any kind of special affection for the Transformers. Um, I mean, I I knew enough to know that the movies were like Transformers in name only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was still a sh- I enjoyed Bumblebee, and it was nice to finally see those iconic designs mm-hmm. actually represented on screen, and not just this barf of metal. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I don't. I, it's not really something I have a huge attachment to. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm yeah, I, yeah, I, I love the Transformers. Um, it's a huge franchise, and it truly gets rebooted like um, at least once a year. It seems like there's been yeah. like a couple standout shows, I would say, but like. Beast Wars really is just like kind of the cream of the crop for like our kind yeah. of like age. Um, yeah. And then most of the cartoons honestly could go straight in the trash. <laughs> uh, and then a couple of the video games are pretty good. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm sort of the yeah, same. Yeah, I heard way. that. Yeah, I've, uh, I definitely, I was a Beast Wars stan. Like I love my boy Raptor. Um, rest in peace to a king. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and sort of like what Daniel was saying, like I don't really, I did not care for the movies at all, like the live action movies at all. I thought they were sort of incomprehensible, both in story and just visually. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. But Absolutely. I will say Bumblebee is if I think Bumblebee is what the movie should have been. Like, I thought it was good. Uh-huh. I thought it was like uh, there was like actual heart to it. Like it like, you know, they it's, spent like five movies trying it. it. I recommend mm-hmm. I, I, I had a lot of fun. Like it's the only movie I've seen where like the bond between Bumblebee and whoever the human is actually felt real. And then like the neighborhood felt that they lived in what felt real. It felt like um, it, it obviously was inspired by like, you know, early Spielberg and stuff where it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. kids in a suburban Southern California are like doing their thing and they work at like a, a hot dog stand. And it's just like, it's just this weird, not weird, but it's like a, a, a very, it's the type of Americana that I think blended well with what they were trying to do with, with, um with the transformers. And like, it also just, it was nice just like not seeing another, like, you know, weird looking white dude as like the hero for for a change was like just yeah. nice. 
I, I think the reason it felt so fresh is I know it was the only um, Transformers movie recently that was written by a woman yeah, um, and not just some like um, Michael Bay, like junior sycophant or something. Yeah. And you can definitely tell because like she has agency and like she doesn't just like fall in love. Like she doesn't have like a love interest that like, she like kisses and falls in love with at the very end. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, it's it's the it's the the bare minimum as far as like smart storytelling can go. But like it just it's. Just, it's it's like complete night and day as opposed to any of the Michael Bay, the Michael Bay movies. It's also just not misanthropic in the marrow of its bones. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That was written by uh, Christina Hodson, who um, also wrote Birds of Prey, which oh, uh, shit. ruled. I I like that. movie. He's pretty in demand now. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. It feels like uh, uh, you know, only the only good DC movies are the ones not written by straight white men. I I yeah. can't tell you how much I am not interested in this Zack Snyder cut. I mean, shout out to people that like Seriously. it. Like, if it brings you joy, brings you joy. But like, just for me, I'm like, this dude is three and O, and he gets another. He gets sixty million dollars to remake a movie that already bombed. And yeah, no man, one, like, like it's crazy. I mean, I, I actually, speaking of shit, I put on it as visual wallpaper. Yeah, yeah. HBO Max has the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. It's any like, better. Oh no! I mean, it's it's far. It's actually far worse. I mean, like it's weird. It's weird how the plot has more clarity, but it's yeah. not more interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the gal who plays Journey Smollett Bell's sister in Lovecraft Country has one shot in in the theatrical cut in an entire subplot. What is what is her what's her character in in, in the movie? Like she's someone in Africa who speaks uh, in front of Congress and says like Superman was there and like. Every, oh. Everyone died because of him. Oh, yeah, and that's yeah. all we see. But it instead turns out that like she was hired by Lex Luthor to slander him. Like she's part of a cover up. Oh. And her storyline her storyline ends with her getting punched pushed in front of a train by a white man. <laughs> and then there's and then, and then you know also uh, there's a scene there's a throwaway detail like how Batman brands people and how that's a, that's a death sentence in prison. Oh yeah, there's an added scene of a Latino man getting shanked to death in prison. I forgot about that. Ooh. I forgot like I had so many questions because then I'm like, why would getting a brand make you get killed in prison? It seems like yeah, that would make, make you like, bad. oh, this guy got taken in by the bat. Like he's such a bad, he's such a badass that it took Batman to get, bring him in. It seems like that would make you give you more clout in prison. Oh, now I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm gonna have a meltdown thinking about this terrible movie. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Um, this is kind of mean, and I've said it before, and I will say it again. But um, he should have just um been. He should have just kept being sad about his daughter and never made another movie again. <laughs> like oh, this uh, whatever, Mrs. Snyder. But like, <laughs> just quit, oh, dude. Boy. Like, don't make. I mean, movie. sucker, sucker, sucker punch should have killed his career definitively. That's the, that's the, maybe the single worst movie I've ever seen. And the fucked up thing is, I kind of like Sucker Punch. <laughs> no! <laughs> One of the, actually, you know what? Um, I think probably after like a couple months after that movie came out, I was around um, UCB, um, the not Sunset, but the other one. Mm-hmm. I was just like walking down the street, like at, looking at all the like restaurants that are like too expensive and stuff. And like <laughs> one of the actresses who was in Sucker Punch, um, the Asian girl, 
Mm -hmm. um she like i flirted with me and i was just like man that was my moment i could (laughs) have had a sucker punch girl yeah you guys could be could be booed up in your match your mansion right now exactly oh boy yeah i uh yeah good times the only only other thing Um, i have to say on the topic no sorry go ahead i was just gonna say i have no idea what his next movie is i don't even is it yeah is it a batman superman movie is it just it's a a zombie movie for netflix oh that's right yeah he's doing a zombie movie uh I will say I am looking forward to Wonder Woman 84, 86, whatever, whatever. All right, big announcement oh, really? there. Yeah. I'm, also, I'm, I'm glad that they're going to release it on HBO Max or whatever, so I don't have to wait another six months for it to not to be in, to be out of theater. It's hard, It's truly hard for me to support um, Gal Gadot. Um, well, what's her, wait, what, what's her story? So. Wait, what's, what's her story? Um, she is just very she's very pro israel um oh. you know, very anti-palestine oh boy well i mm-hmm. ignorance is bliss <laughs> i was sitting over here enjoying her movies for so long and now now i'm woke you hate to see it well i guess i won't be as stoked to watch wonder woman 84 or whatever when it comes out now that i know this well i'll just watch that imagine video that she did at the beginning of the oh pandemic. god that seems like 800 years ago i mean th- i mean that seems like the ultimate let them eat cake moment yeah, <laughs> the worse things get, like, the more like sad and hilarious that that video is. Yeah, I remember. I remember like week two of the, maybe even like a week and a half into lockdown, there was like some some IG story from some dude named some. Uh, was it Sam Smith? Is that the singer? Something like that. He was like crying. Um, in fr- yeah, crying yeah, in, it is. Yeah, crying in front of his mansion. You're just like, it's been a week and a half. What are you? You're rich. What are you crying about? Calm down. That's hilarious. I'm the one that should be crying. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the that's the buzzer for um, another for good episode. Uh, here. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that means that we've hit the bulk of the episode. <laughs> but um, Daniel, is there anything else that you want to talk about or um, tell us where we can find you and stuff? Like no, that? I mean, uh, I, I I never probably introduced myself. I'm Daniel Barron. I am the founder and editor chief of Yale Magazine, which mm-hmm. I've really been taking a break from because the world is terrifying. But mm-hmm. with the uh, election behind us and me having time to acclimate to the daily apocalypse, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to resuming that very soon i should probably text you about that when we're done with this yeah no problem um, but, oh yeah but at yale magazine uh and yale mag.com cool um yeah i feel like i have been taking sort of like a mental break from doing anything related to comedy or whatever um for the rest of the year and i every day that becomes more and more true i cannot wait to <laughs> eventually do stuff but it's gonna be a while and i don't mind um I'm not so yeah pressure myself. I, yeah for sure i, I mean uh, like i i know i don't want to like right now i'm doing nothing but playing games all day but like i i don't intend to for that to be my life and i know you don't either so yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm like crossing my fingers <laughs> yeah. you know what this is actually pretty nice yeah <laughs> cool um zig where can we find you uh you can find me at yay for zig across all social media platforms um if uh if you have uh the cartoon network app check out craig of the creek uh season three um my episodes just dropped on those a couple of weeks ago so like watch them they're very fun they're very wholesome Uh-oh. um but other than that yeah that's just that's all i got going on yeah you did a lot of work that one week that you worked there, huh? <laughs> yeah the, before they stole me for she hook i put a lot of work in <laughs> Awesome. Well, you can find me at Bro Bro. Um, I'm 
just I'm just tweeting at the moment. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna secretly just like make music in my my lab and then maybe I'll release it. Um, oh, let me know. I got a new guitar, Birdie. Yeah. I, I gotta I gotta I gotta break into oh, yeah, one of your albums. That's yeah. right. Oh yeah, I just want to say, I showed that Halloween song to a music fanatic friend of mine. And he called it a bop. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking Dango about. Trick or Treat. Oh yeah, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I did write a Trick or Treat song <laughs> um, that is now irrelevant, but it will be relevant again 11 months from now. Um, so I can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will probably be releasing episodes um, sporadically still for a while, but um, you guys don't care. You get it. You're fine. Yeah. Um, you stand us either way. You, you, I know you guys love these lag build episodes, but, um, <laughs> you know. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening, and um, love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.